Are you subscribed to the Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad-free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the Deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to The Deeper on Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And so if by chance I'm like, hey, honey, he's coming over to fuck me, he'll be like, ooh, okay, and he'll like be in his car and he'll like jerk off watching me get fucked. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. I pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. If you haven't heard of cuckolds, they are people who enjoy seeing their partner get intimate with someone else. Today we speak to Siren, whose husband is one of these people. He'll even jump on the security camera to catch a glimpse of what his wife is up to. And this, with all its shame and embarrassment, is what gets him off. Content warning, this episode is sexually explicit. Siren, welcome to the deep. Thank you. I think your name is very appropriate because today we are talking about cuckolding or being a cuckold. Yes. What is a cuckold? It's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> uh, by definition within my lifestyle, a cuckold is having a man who loves the fact that I love to be with other men, really anyone. It doesn't just have to be men. And I am fortunate enough that he actually doesn't want anyone else. So really, he's just like always at home waiting for me, whether it's getting to watch, listen, hear, be denied, be included, anything. So that's that's my realm. <laughs> it sounds like so many things. But one thing it sounds like is like a level of codependence on his side where he just wants you in any way possible doesn't matter how that looks, um, but also gets off on perhaps the societal way of seeing it as demeaning or shameful or 
belittling yes? Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to meet my husband 2008 is when we initially met and we've known each other through the years and we've been now together together over nine years and he definitely loves the shame loves the degradation loves all of those things um and i'm sort of as much as i like some of that in in some aspects i way more prefer the praise the you know tell me i look pretty while i'm being a slut kind of thing (laughs) um but with him, I can't go wrong, whether he's included or degraded or, you know, hyped up because what is also funny because of degradation, he's not a small guy as far as how he's endowed. And so, like, when I've looked for partners who are big, they're like, well, I'm like six. I'm like average. I'm like, my husband's seven. So seven inch penis. Yeah. It's this, it's about this big. It's as big as your head. Okay, so hang on. You can't be like, oh, look at your tiny dick. Look at your little penis because he's like, I mean, when it's flaccid, it is. And if I put it in a cage, it is smaller. But when it's like free, it's it's very funny. So we figured out ways for content to like position him in seated positions to make it look smaller than it is at times. But we've done videos where the guys are like, that looks pretty big. I'm like, oh, God. Part of it is angle. But, yeah, he's he's not small either. <laughs> Sorry to break your little it's, bubble. <laughs> it's like, do you want to fuck or not? Let's do this. I actually, I actually have kicked somebody out in the past when we were doing lifestyle stuff because he was presenting a certain way. And he showed up. A poor thing was so nervous. But he pulled it out. And I was like, no, that's too small. You need to leave. He was horrified. But I'm like. No, you don't know. Please leave. So you're not just degrading your husband. You're like degrading the other men. Yeah, that's that's a big thing about what I do. So it's like very much like humiliation, size queen, all of these aspects that that fall into to what I do. So you must have like a like a large vulva vagina to be able to home sized penis like that's big pain like does it feel comfortable to you or is that just like pushing the boundaries up against your cervix yeah I mean it's definitely I like a level of pain that comes with it so you know it's it's a pleasure pain for me that I like and having done yoga a lot of my life I've (laughs) been able to adjust because I'm not a big person I weigh what is it in in kilos like 52 kilos, so like 115 pounds. I'm not big. I'm 5'3", short little person. So Mm, like mm. where is it supposed to go? But I make space. Mm -hmm. It works out all right. Mm. (laughs) So the definition of a cuckold, I'm actually going to bring it up because it sounds like um, medieval times Mm -hmm. kind of vibes, right? Is that where the beginning of this – started a man whose wife is sexually unfaithful regarded as an object of derision make another man a cuckold by having a sexual relationship with his wife so a cuckold you the thing i guess is the word allowance yeah yeah are Mm -hmm. you allowed because he's saying yes but in Mm -hmm. that process i like the feeling 
of degradation, of shame, of embarrassment, of watching you. Is he in the room when you're having sex with other men? Sometimes. Okay. So what are our boundaries? Because this isn't an open relationship. This sounds like something different. So our relationship is an open relationship, one-sided. So like, I'm non-monogamous, he's monogamous. So it's not really open then, right? Because isn't the like true meaning of open is like we're all fluid? It can be. And so that's part of why I've made sure to read a lot of books within ethical non-monogamy and trying to figure out sort of like the different models that exist because I don't identify as poly per se because Mm. there aren't, yes, we're married. Yes, we live together. But I also have other partners in my life that don't match what we do. And he doesn't have anybody else because he emotionally doesn't want to bond to anyone else. And he likes being devoted to me. And he'll flirt with girls and he'll kind of entertain the idea. But ultimately, physically and emotionally, he has zero interest when it actually comes to here's an opportunity for you to do something. And he's filmed with other people and he's done things. But it just he goes, I don't want to be with anybody else but you. You said that so casually filmed with other people, filmed home videos, filmed short films. Like, what is he filming? So we both film content for our business because everything that we do with Cuckold, it's an extension of our life. Yes, we create, but it's very much an extension of what we already would be doing without cameras there. Understood. So he has filmed sex with other people. Yes. But... It's not really his first choice. That's not his vibe. I mean, he likes it. And it's scaled more into, again, the shame, humiliation, degradation, because he can't perform for them because he only gets hard for me. Wow. So how does one do a sex video with somebody else if you don't have a stiffy? Well, he'll think about me and he'll like think about the fact that he's like, I'm not good enough. And then he'll be able to like pull through just enough to like make it happen. (laughs) Oh. Or he'll be receiving. So he, he gets fucked sometimes. By whom? Uh, men, trans, getting pegged by my friends. Okay. I think, you know, we're going to have to talk to him about all of that. Let's just focus on you and your need to derive pleasure from, it sounds like power. Mm, Yeah. Is that what it is? Definitely. You have found a partner and it felt, it sounds very unique that you were even able to find each other, like this perfect match of somebody that is willing to be devoutly faithful in whatever that looks like for you Mm -hmm. and to be your emotional slave or physical slave in whatever way that turns up and for you to just call the shots like it works in every way he sounds very Mm -hmm. flexible with the ways in which he wants to be shamed so it could literally be like take the washing off the line, you know, like (laughs) you could just like manipulate this 
and and he could just get this huge boner from being like, yeah, tell me, tell me to take it off the line, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, in any way that you want, like make more money for me to spend on shoes, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. you could totally, it's almost like a, it could turn a little bit into like a dictatorship. I'm a little bit of a tyrant sometimes. Because <laughs> you look cute and bit. sweet. Mm-hmm. You don't look like, you know, you could be like a, 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 an evil bitch, but you can. Oh, yeah. To to the whole there's always a flip side to a coin kind of thing, as sweet and nice and well presented as I am, I very much have the I'm a very bitchy person on the other side of that, which can be dangerous at times. And so... Yeah, when you chat with him, it's we are, as you said, a very unique situation and couple. And I can't even sometimes wrap my mind around the fact that I was able to find somebody like him. It sounds a little bit dangerous in the way, and not in a fun way, in like a emotionally manipulative way of like, how far can you go with him without actually taking advantage and what are his boundaries? Because if everything feels like uh, it's degrading, it could get gray. So with great power comes great responsibility. And with that, I've done years of yoga therapy. I talk openly with my partners with some, considerations as far as certain details that I try not to overshare in a way that my other partners or friends become my therapist. But I don't casually use the word empath, but I very much feel what he feels at times that when we are in intense situations with that are outside of our filming that's you know yes for others but for ourselves but more of our intimate relations he wants to be told that he's less than and all of these things that can be you know am I really not valuable as a man am I not these things and I start to feel them and so I pull myself back And check in with the situation because I also have this other partner who I have a different dynamic with that I'm being as present as I can while at the same time thinking about my husband and trying to find a fine balance. And I think that we've done a really good job over the nine years that we've been together checking in when it might go almost to that border where it could be dangerous and pull back, reconnect, find ways to Mm. ethically check in with each other that – you know, is this genuinely okay or do we need to reevaluate where we're at? Okay. These other partners, who are they and what is their roles? I know that's hard to kind of put into boxes, but if you could entertain me with that. Yeah. The main partners that I've had, one I've had for 10 years and we actually just went and spent a week with last week. And we have a, an emotional connection and very strong physical connection, but our lives are not very blended. 
because he lives in another state. I have another partner who is much older and we have this travel companion and an intimate relationship. And I sort of, I don't know if I'd say advise on life situations, but I spend a lot of my time with him. And actually my husband introduced me to him nine years ago. And then I have another partner who is strictly physical, who is local. And he will come over when my husband is here. Sometimes my husband isn't just because he's at the gym or running errands. And we have cameras in the house. And everyone who comes over knows we have cameras in the house. It's not like a, ooh, you know, <laughs> you're being Hidden spied camera. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so if by chance I'm like, hey, honey, he's coming over to fuck me, he'll be like, ooh, okay. And he'll like be in his car and he'll like jerk off watching me get fucked. But he's been in my life on and off for eight years. And that's we have great conversations when we see each other, but we as well are not he's met my parents briefly, but we're not involved in each other's lives. So those are like the main ones. For men. Yes. How do you have time? I'm exhausted. <laughs> like like holy shit, you ha- like it's a it's a lot even just doing what you're doing with your husband mm-hmm. let alone all of the extras how do we manage all of these how like how often are we texting calling are these just like low touch relationships uh two of them are kind of you know not super often the one i see locally i see maybe once a month if that um so that's not a super often one of them i text every day And the other one, we text occasionally. We send each other memes on Instagram pretty frequently, but it's not like a – when we do talk, it's half an hour, hour conversations while we're in the middle of our day. But I definitely have like the two main every day. Even when I travel, I text my husband multiple times a day. These partners have partners too? Kind of. I don't get super into all of the details because, again, how much time do I really have to get involved into everybody else's business? As Mm. long as Mm. I have the ability to have them around when I need them to, I'm good. Are you selfish? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it feels like as long as my needs are met, I don't really mind what else you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move back to the penis in the cage. <laughs> Let's go back there. Okay. Where does one buy a cage for the penis? I never had to buy them. I had an ex <laughs> years ago that he was really into these things and looked at different sites. And I know my husband has gone through a couple different ones. We have a metal one, silicone, and a plastic one, something like that, or five, I don't know. How did, Sorry, just like talk us through how the, like, how does it look? So there's usually, there's usually a ring that goes over the ring and the balls. So it's like at the base base. 
And then there's usually mm-hmm. something that covers over the shaft and then like locks in at the top. So then it's like held onto there. And there's some that are a little bit more extravagant that might sort of lock things in. But that's the basic design. Is it to is is there space for an erection or is it to keep it cramped? That's that's part of where the challenge comes in for everybody because they're like, well, where do I buy one? You have to measure, be willing to have a budget that you purchase one because usually you can't send them back. So mm. the the silicone ones are a really good starting place because it gives them room to sort of see what it, the sensation's even going to be, and. There's usually some room to get hard. The cage, they're always going to be bigger than like the actual penis when it's soft. But then when it gets hard, you like can't do anything with it, which is always entertaining because again, him being large, he'll be like pushing out of the sides of the metal cage. <laughs> oh, do you love man. that? I think it's hysterical. <laughs> so uh, yeah just like you know it's so it's so interesting because it's taboo because in mainstream society there's this kind of I guess bravado that men have that this is my woman no one can touch my woman she's mine and your husband is like my woman is available to you you know I would love (laughs) to see you pleasure my woman Mm -hmm. to the fact that this is now being filmed for people to purchase Mm -hmm. to live out their fantasies through your lives right was this ever sacred in the way that you wanted to keep it just for you or is a part of the degradation and the turn on having other people witness it for both of you there are times that I want to keep it for us and mainly to kind of not feel like there's any level of where do I need to make sure that things are being lit or something like that? Because, mm. you know, there's always a visual aspect. I don't consider myself just this, like, amateur anymore. There's definitely, like, a pro-am that comes with what we do. But I know he loves showing me off, but he handles so much of my social media that I don't have so much of the ego surrounding oh look at my big twitter account do you know who i am do you know how like i don't have that because i intentionally make sure that i keep my life very much for myself and who i am and so the things that people do get to see are very authentic experiences where it's not this whole scripted thing because i i do want it for myself but i also love that i can monetize it and inspire other people that yes this is taboo but this is also a very natural thing to want is it i personally believe so based on some of the readings that i've done as far as being monogamous doesn't really seem like something that is innate to people why else would 
people look at really beautiful movie stars or magazine and there's a level of attraction that's there. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to go as far as I'm going. I I support people being like, talk to your girlfriend and talk about this in a fantasy sense. You don't ever there's, – there's a reason there's a toy market. You know, nobody has to physically be with other people. But the desire, the loads of men that have reached out to me, how do I get my girlfriend into this? And I get it. Like women also don't want to be on the other side of this and think, well, I live in a small town or I don't want my family to find out or, you know, I don't want to be labeled a slut. They can't fully wrap their minds around that their partners would want to see them with other people. Then there's the whole level of the honest communication. It does take a lot of time and effort and energy to have very in-depth conversations to maintain for long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. I guess that's an interesting point to what you said is monogamy, I believe too, is unnatural. You know, it's a societal concept. I totally agree with you. But then you look at your dynamic. It's not necessarily about fluidity because for, the thing that gets you off is for him to be so devoted, right? Mm-hmm. So then it, it still has conditions, which I guess brings us full circle back to like societal norms where we all live up to these conditions. Because mm-hmm. then what happens with you, with your dynamic, if one day something radical happens and he's just like, I want you to start watching me. I want to start to change the power dynamic. I want to start to like, does that just flip everything on its head for you? Is that just like... <laughs> It's a hypothetical situation, Mm -hmm. but I like watching him with other men and I like it with women who are women that I'm friends with, but I don't, I don't really have any interest in sharing him with other women. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just interesting. We all have our boundaries, right? I think that's what Mm -hmm. it comes back to. And you're like... I'm encouraging people if they want to explore this world, but still for you, there's like, no, 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 I have boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't want you to fuck that girl on the street. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> I don't want you no, 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 no. Um, so I love it because I think that within all of us is contradictions and within this is also our conversation is contradictions oh, that make I it. I fully accept I have contradictions within my life. I'm human. I am not this like, oh, you know, this is only the way it should be. But on the other hand, like, no, I, I fully grasp that aspect of myself and my life. Guys, it's Zoe. Thank you so much for listening to The Deep. I just wanted to jump on here and let you know that there is something called the deeper membership. So if you don't know what that is, you can get it via ACAS plus or Apple. There's a subscription membership that is $4.99 a month, right? Cheap as chip is less than chips, actually chips more expensive, but $1.25 a week you have 18 months worth of content to listen to. And it is all the stuff that you will never get on the deep. It's the stuff that is too much to publish. It is wild, salacious. Sometimes it's just too, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, one of my favorite episodes, which was one of the hardest I've ever done, is my husband abused my daughter. And I say favorite, not in the way of like happy cha-cha, but like profoundly, like it, it shook me to my core. It's still with me. 
This episode is heart-wrenching. Have a listen. I remember we watched TV and if, yeah, you know, like George Pell, for example, that had come up and he'd say, if anyone ever fucking touch my kids like that, I'd, I'd hang for it. I'd hang for him. So he was, that's the other thing. He was so judgmental about pedophiles and child molesters and he was so vocal about it. And all the time he was a predator for our own little girl. You can only find this episode and others like it by subscribing to The Deeper and you can do our 14-day free trial. Check it out. Go have a little squiz around, see if it's for you and there's no obligation. Follow the links in the show notes and now back to today's episode. Can we talk about, because like I don't know how famous you are in the cuckold world, how much money there is to make in this world. I mean, when you move into sex work, it's such a different thing. And, you know, the competition is high now with OnlyFans and online access and everything like that. Was that a, was that a really conscious decision in your marriage to go, we're going to go into this world wholeheartedly. This is it for us till the wheels fall off or what's your agenda here with online content? So before we got into the world of Twitter and everything that we're doing now, we were already on a site called AFF, Adult Friend Finder, for swingers and such. And we were posting videos on there without my face, which really doesn't make any difference because of all my tattoos. (laughs) Like, yeah, okay. Um, But... There was a conscious decision, and in the same breath, I was dating somebody who I had this arrangement with, and we were sort of on the outs, and he goes, you're never going to do better than me, blah, 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 and I was like, okay, and just kind of took off full speed doing all of this, and very quickly... Because we did, we've been doing it for four and a half years now. So it was prior the you know COVID bursting and everybody jumping on and becomes creators, and we're comfortable, but we're also not making this. Oh my god, I have to shoot with every single person that's out there. I'm mm-hmm. extremely choosy that whoever I meet and talk to, we have to have a video call. I have to like you. Your texts have to be in line with proper grammar and I'm not shooting with somebody who, you know, has a totally messed up room and, you know, trash all over the place and baby diapers in the back. Like I'm not, I'm not out there just to make content. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wanted a life about balance. I wanted to share big picture what you can do with your marriage and those who come to us who are just getting into it. I very much stress the, you know, don't let this be all consuming of your life because there has to be a plan. Like you can't just shut this all down and think that people aren't going to know who you are. Mm-hmm. We we both have been in business in our lives that if I choose to do this as a production company and not be in anything, I don't have to. We have all of our camera equipment. We've learned editing. Like there's always people need videographers. People want photo shoot locations. You know, there's always an avenue that we can do within this that – we're not keeping our minds closed to how long we want to do it. And so we haven't created like an exit plan. So we knew what we were getting into. You know, this is 
you're committed. Do you make a lot of money? I know you said you're comfortable, but Mm -hmm. is it a lot of money to have sex online? I mean, I feel like that's a relative question, you know, like what's a lot of money? I'm not one of the like six figures a month kind of people, but I'm also not striving to do that. I don't want to do gangbangs. I don't like gangbangs. I don't want to do this thing where I have to shoot for companies. I don't want to do any of these things. Sure. And I've, you're in control. And I know the girls. Exactly. And I know the girls who are, who are doing that. And I think that that's amazing. And the majority of them, I just don't align with as far as their, their full on in. And I don't like feeling like a, like an sort of an option, you know, like, oh, well, if shit works out, great. If it doesn't, you're like, who cares? Like this, this like next thing that you're on to, this is a very personal thing that to me, I think I'm making good money. Like I don't do anything other than this. It's your livelihood. It is. But I also wanted balance. I didn't want to do something that I'm up 24, seven, 365. That's, that's also not healthy. So does that mean you get to, like, do you work part-time then? Or is this still a full-time gig? No, this is full-time. So it's like a, you're just a boss, but it's like full-time hours. You work a Monday to Friday. It's around the clock. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And we'll put in the show notes where everyone can find you. But is mm-hmm. it like OnlyFans? Is that where everyone lives now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so OnlyFans is one platform, but one of the other ones that's out there is called ManyVids, and it's amazing because it's this, gives you the opportunity to have all of your content out there in a store format where you're not having to be like, oh, let me go search for that video for you. Like, it's it's all categorized. Mm. It's some sure. safe for work stuff. It's a very well to do. They have great customer service, which, you know, OnlyFans, anybody who's been on there for any amount of time understands you're not going to get a clear response. Um, and I am on there. Like I do, OnlyFans is definitely one of my main things, but many bits has been amazing. How was it for, like, what was the reception like from your family and your maybe ex-colleagues or peers um I mean I've always been self-employed so I don't like have like colleagues per se and I recently lost access when I say recently within the last six plus months lost access to my other Instagram so I swapped one of my Instagrams that was a personal that was for my previous business (laughs) so I have family members that are on there But the interesting thing is, though, is nobody said anything because they've all right. I've been open with my lifestyle since my partner, my husband and I have been together because it's just Mm -hmm. you're going to see one of my other boyfriends. Like, I'm not trying to hide when I go out into town. (gasps) Oh, you can't know who I'm with. Like, it's never been like that. And my family Mm -hmm. just doesn't acknowledge it. Like, they don't ask, but they're not, you know. So I just kind of leave it alone. But then I go see them. I talk to them once a week. I go visit them regularly. My aunt knows and she's like, cool, like, get it. You know, my sister goes like, I just, I don't want to know. Just la, 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 la. Like, but she, again, she knows what I do. You know, we're on Instagram. I went and saw her earlier today. She may be super, because she's an esthetician. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be so red. She's like, just wash it off. You'll be fine. 
I was like, oh God. So it's funny, right? Because I'm imagining you at like Christmas lunch and there's like everyone sitting around and everyone's chatting and your husband is there and it's like, how's work? You know, it's like, oh, you know, like, yeah, it's good. Is it? Do we acknowledge? No. And it's mainly because like all our work is online. Depending on situations when I meet people randomly, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do, you know, online marketing. It's not a lie, you know. <laughs> it's like, and then if I'm, you know, sitting on a plane, I'm like, okay, this person seems interesting. Like, I'm like, yeah, I do porn. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. But it very easily goes into that business segue of there's so many avenues to talk about as far as how hard this industry is. So did it begin as a cuckold site was the niche and is the niche still cuckold oh yeah for us yeah and does it feel though and I've heard heard from a you know a few OnlyFans creators and I or sex work content creators I say OnlyFans because they were both on that platform and they kind of they said that this this fast-paced need to do more and be different and do more, 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 niche, 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 gangbang, this, that, blah, blah, push that. Where you start to where you go is rapid. Did we start as cuckold with the husband and then, you know, we're there on a Tuesday and then on the Thursday he's getting fucked by the postman? Like, did we? <laughs> so there was a somewhat calculated transition that we we created because the beginning of what we were doing he still had a job that we very much had to keep him and his identity mm-hmm. not out there um as soon as he retired from that job we talked about it are you ready are you still good with this are you ready to be out there And so it was talked about and he always, you know, like anybody, it's kind of like if you're going to go bungee jumping, you usually need somebody to like push you. You don't want to like do it willingly. (laughs) So uh, we had that we had that moment come up. And as soon as it did, you know, it it rapidly happened, but it was talked about. It wasn't this, oh, my God, we have to keep up. We have to do this because I I refuse to allow any of that world of, you know, subscribers, fans dictate what I do with my life. We very quickly made a lot of content in the beginning of what we did. We talked to people who had been in the independent industry for 20 plus years and keep your content, make your own, do all of this stuff. And we did. So we, we have thousands of videos. We're not worried about making stuff every day. And we do sometimes, you know, there's times that we do things I made three videos today because I had customs and all of that sort of just builds up. And then you have this library and there's people coming of age every day. So I'm going to have, you know, new people having never seen my content that I made from four years ago. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Something I think we need to touch on is you seem very intuitive and well-versed and have had your therapy and your yoga has any part of you gone into the history of your husband and why this is present? Like, where was this born from? Oh, absolutely. Do you have the answers? I do. And I'm 
I feel as though everybody gets to choose how they process whatever they go through in their life and what has happened. Some want to talk it out. Some want to act it out. Some want to repress it. And I think that he's a grown enough human adult to understand what we're doing and how that's going to impact him in life. Okay. Because he's older than me. So it's it's not this like, oh my goodness, I have this young guy that I'm, impre- you know, I'm not, it's not this impressionable young person that I'm forcing to do any of this. You know, he, I absolutely know everything with him and I'm, and I, I feel to- totally comfortable with, with doing these things. Are you ever surprised by anything anymore? You know, that in the cuckold realm that will feel brand new or make it exciting? Or is it just the point of being a cuckold that gets you off? I don't know if it's anything specific around something that surprises me other than kind of what comes with having an element of open relationship is like the new relationship energy with a new person that I'm going to see because they probably won't become a main partner of mine, but I end up liking the people that I film with and I have friendships with them and I try to see them on a regular occasion that when they come, it's not a let's shoot and do this, but I like that excitement. I like the, ooh, look at this new guy I get to go out with. So that that part's always exciting. Do you generally shoot, like is the dynamic that you fuck men mostly? Mostly, but it's not primarily. Women tend to be a potential thing, but with that I'm even pickier, so. Got it, okay. Is there anything that you would like to share about this dynamic that we haven't covered today? Honestly, no. You, I actually had listened to a couple of pieces of your podcast prior to our interview, and I was like, I'm really excited for this. She seems to, like, give the opportunity to get everything covered, leave the open-ended, and so I I feel totally satisfied. And knowing that you're going to be able to talk to my husband, he'll cover the other side of things, which will be yes. great. <laughs> I'm really – like, when we had the opportunity to speak to you, I was like, can we speak to the husband? Like, it just seems like full circle to have you and him. This dynamic is so rare and so unique, especially with the female as the dominant, you know, like just society wise, it's just really interesting. Do you guys have children? He does. I do not. His are grown. Okay. Do you want children? No. Okay. I was the, the, the final question was how would you explain this dynamic, you know, or how would it be? For a lot of reasons, because it's just way too complex to, to entertain the idea of how, 
let me see how I bring you up while I have this dude come over and rail me. Like, no, I'm good. Yeah. How does that work? So I'll talk to him about that dynamic, but do you, are you a stepmother? I don't consider myself one just because one was already kind of at an age that I didn't have to do anything. And the other one was already gone when we got together. Okay. Okay. So let's leave that with him. Finally, our last question is, who are you when no one's watching? A little weirdo, for sure. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like such a head case. And mainly because it's when I'm hormonal. Holy moly, which I am right now. Um, I have a very short attention span. So whether I'm learning to fly a plane, go snowboarding, cook, I just always have new hobbies, which this lifestyle has really given me the opportunity to explore anything that I'm interested in. Such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for being with us on The Deep. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep. Are you subscribed to the Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad-free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the Deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to the Deeper on Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes.